do you ever feel like just like way too much is going on and life is just way too busy and you barely have time to even think or do anything and you're just you're just trying to multitask you're just trying to do everything at the same time and you kind of feel like you're spread super thin anyone else out there maybe oh, I, I think almost everyone raised their hand praise the lord <sighs> i was reading and i found out that 40 years ago um a very large cause for accidents with your vehicle was drunk driving and now they say that it's because people are distracted. So cell phones, or putting on your makeup, Lisa, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> a bunch of, like, people are distracted. You know, I was driving to work the other day, and someone was driving past me. I don't drive terribly fast, but they went, they went driving by me in the freeway. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, I got to turn my ringer off. Thanks, Jed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jed, you little turd. <laughs> oh, man, distracted, distracted. I don't know if you've ever felt distracted before, but, uh, but life can be distracting. So why don't you grab your Bibles, now that I've entertained, now that we've all entertained you for a while, why don't you go to Luke chapter 10. And there are times in our life where it's good to multitask. There are times in our life when we can be distracted, but there's times in our life where God calls us to focus, right? Where God calls us to focus on maybe just one thing. And so over the course of October, we're talking about spots in scripture where the authors told um, to focus on one thing. And so we're gonna, we're gonna try not to be distracted this morning and we're just going to focus on one thing this morning. And so this is what it says in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. It says, now it happened that they went, uh, now, that, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. Can you say, look to your neighbor and say, certain village. Oh yeah, and a certain woman, look to your neighbor and say, certain woman, certain village, certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted. Can you look to your neighbor and say, distracted? distracted. Look to your neighbor and say, a certain woman was distracted. <laughs> now look to your neighbor and say, uh-huh. A certain woman was <laughs> distracted. And much, what was it? She was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. You ever been there before? Some, someone's not working, you're looking at me like, tell them to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, this is this kind of a weird response. He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Look to your neighbor and say, one thing. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. Man, life can be so busy. Life can be filled with distractions. Life can be filled with busyness. 
I mean, we live in a society where it's like tech, not, we're like a technology society, right? Like, like you look at people and they're watching TV and while they're watching TV, they're on their phone. And while they're on their phone, they're talking, like life can be distracting. There's a lots of different things that are going on. But she has chosen the one thing and that will not be taken from her. God, I just pray that you just open our eyes and open our hearts this morning. God, may you get all the glory and the praise this morning. Father, I pray, you know, I, I just pray for people who are here this morning. Maybe they're feeling tired and worn out. Maybe they feel like they've, they've been stretched thin. Maybe they're juggling lots of different things. Maybe they're juggling uh, work and family and sports and school. And they're juggling all the different things, Father. And I just pray right now that they will be able to focus on you this morning. They'll be able to set aside the distractions, set aside the busyness, set aside the things that are pulling them away from what you want them to focus on this morning. Maybe even right now, they're listening and they're thinking about everything else that they have going on today. They're thinking about where they're gonna go out to eat. They're thinking about what's going on on Monday. They're thinking about work. But God, I just pray that they'll be able to focus and hone in on you this morning as we take the next five hours and talk about, just kidding, as we take the next 20 or so minutes and talk about focusing on this one thing. God, we give you the glory and we give you the praise. Amen. Now it happened as they, uh, as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Who, whose house was it? It was Martha's house. She welcomed him into her house, which is pretty cool. This wasn't Peter's house. It wasn't James' house. It wasn't John's house. It wasn't Lazarus' house. It wasn't Mary's house, but she welcomed him into her house. And back in biblical times, hosting someone was a big deal. It was uh, something that they did not take lightly. And if you didn't host someone properly, it was considered an insult, okay? Now, how many of you guys know, even today, hosting someone can be a big deal? You agree with me? When you have someone over your house? How many of you guys don't care what your house looks like? Raise your hand. Like people come over, you're like, ah, oh, who cares? The, the, the cat litter's sitting on the table and you know the dog turds are sitting in the living room. I don't even care what the house looks like. Just come on in. And my dad used to say he had an aunt who he'd go over to her house and, and she'd be like, just wipe off some dirty dishes and have some more food. Like, 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 like how many of you guys don't care? Or how many of you guys care? How many of you guys fix up your house when people come over like 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 mom has a different type of insanity when guests come over am i right like mom suddenly goes into to crazy mode it's like all right pick up the dishes pick up the you know you know you, you, you gotta you gotta clean the carpeting you gotta uh, clean out the bathroom you can't have a dirty bathroom you gotta use the comet you gotta use a scrub brush you gotta mop the floor you gotta you, and then, then then make sure that you close the curtain so that no one can see inside the the shower right am i right are you guys with me this morning like you know if there's anything there you get clean everything up wipe everything up clean the windows whatever Okay, and then, and then you got to get, get the mashed potatoes ready, I don't know, and make the gravy. Do you make gravy? I don't know. Yeah, make gravy. You got to get everything ready for the guests, right? When I was a child, my mom every Saturday said, hey, guys, um, you need to clean the house. And uh, me and my five sisters would clean the house. And I did clean the house. I, I don't clean the house so much anymore, but I did back then. I was a very, I was a very proficient cleaner. And um, so um, I always had the living room and the parlor that I cleaned. My sister, Gloria, who's older than me, always had the kitchen because the kitchen was pretty tough. And then my sister, Angela, she was, uh, hopefully she's not listening, but she was always the one that like would kind of try to schluff by and not do anything. So we gave her the hallway 
right? Just a hallway. You just have to clean the hallway. And then my other sisters would just pick up their bedrooms. But I would work with much proficiency. I was an amazing cleaner. In fact, if you guys are looking for someone to clean your house, just give me a call and I'll come over and I will clean. But I would do a fantastic job and I do it in record amount of time because, why, why, Aaron, why are you shaking your head? I'm an amazing cleaner, okay? <laughs> yes, I am, or I was, but I'm not anymore. But I was an amazing proficient cleaner and my mother would often brag on me. I don't, like, looking back, I'm wondering if she was just trying to like positively reinforce me. But, but I would clean the house and I'd do, a re- and once all of our chores were done, then we could have friends over or we could go over and hang out with our friends and whatnot. And, um, but it all had to be done. The entire house had to be done before we could do anything else. And so I'd clean up the living room and the parlor. My sister would clean up the kitchen. My other sister, Angela, who only had the hallway, which really all you have to do is like run the vacuum down and dust a couple things. We'd get done with our stuff and we'd go and we'd, we'd look for her and she'd be sitting in her bedroom doing nothing. And I remember being so upset, like, come on, like, like, all you have to do is help us clean the house, and then we can go out, we can do stuff. And inevitably what happened, and I think maybe she was planning this, is inevitably what happened is when we got done and we saw that she didn't do her stuff, we'd yell at her, and then we'd do her stuff. So she, maybe she was smarter than I, we were, I don't know. But I don't know if you've ever been around someone that doesn't, it doesn't appear like they're doing their portion of their work. You know, like you have something important that you're doing. You're like, you're getting prepared for something. You're getting prepared for someone. Like you're having them over to, uh, having them over to the house. And, and the person that's supposed to be helping you isn't helping you at all. They're just, it seems like they're, they're, they're just sitting and, and doing nothing. And so I can kind of understand maybe a little bit where, where Martha was coming from. She was cleaning the house. She was doing things that needed to be done to, to, to get the house ready. She was cleaning the toilet and cleaning the carpet and cleaning the windows. Like, like this was a big deal. This was a really big deal. And, and here Mary was doing nothing. So she, she goes to Jesus and she says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve, alo- serve alone? I almost feel that like this is similar to the way that we would go to our parents when my sister Angela wouldn't do stuff. It's like, mom, don't you care that Angela has been doing nothing? Like, 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 Lord, don't you care? Like, I'm her sister. So if I go to her, we're sisters, and if I go and tell her that she needs to help, she's not, you guys know what I'm talking about? Like siblings, when siblings tell siblings to do stuff, it doesn't go over so well, does it? Like you tell them and they're like, eh, you know, no, forget about it. And they, you know, throw stuff at you or whatever. So she says, she goes to Jesus. She's like, Jesus, why don't you tell my sister I'm working really hard and I'm really working really hard for you, right? I'm preparing this party for you, I'm doing all these things for you. I'm serving for you. I'm, 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 I'm cutting the potatoes. I'm mashing the potatoes. I'm making the gravy. I'm, 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 I'm stopping the grapes for the wine. I don't know all that she was doing, but she's like, she, like, like she isn't doing anything and, and, and I'm doing everything. I'm serving. I'm doing all these things and she's not doing anything. Have you ever been there before? Anyone else? No one. Okay, perfect. And it's interesting to see Jesus' response. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. Now, if, if, you, if you look at Scripture, there are only a few places in Scripture. You can go check this out when you get home. There are only a few places in Scripture where the Lord used someone's name twice. Martha, Martha, Brian, Brian, Autumn, Autumn, Dean, Dean, Bennett, Bennett, Crystal, Crystal. 
Stephanie, Stephanie, Jason, Jason. There's only a couple times in Scripture where someone, where God used someone's name twice. And he did it for a couple of different reasons. He did it for, first of all, the intimacy aspect. Like he's, he's using your name. He's not just talking to nobody. He's using your name. And he's not just using your name once. He's using your name twice. You know, like when someone says your name twice, like Evan, Evan, it's like suddenly you, like suddenly you realize that there's, they have something important to say. So he's doing it for intimacy, but he's also doing it because he has something, he wants her to focus. He wants her to hone in on what he has to say. You see this a couple different times in scripture. You see this with Moses. When Moses was in the wilderness and he saw the burning bush, Moses, Moses is working. He's doing his tending to sheep. Moses, Moses. We see it with Samuel, 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 Samuel. We, we see it with Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. We see it with Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. And every time he's using it to, to pull people closer to him in the intimacy, in the immediacy of the moment, and he's making it personal, and he's, t- he's telling them to focus. So here he's talking to Martha, and he says, Martha, Martha. He's drawing her in to what he has to say. One thing is needed, and Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. Life is busy. Busyness often gets in the way. Find it interesting that Jesus didn't rebuke her. He didn't tell her that she was doing things wrong. He didn't slap her on the hand for being busy, but he said, listen, hey, listen, every now and then, every now and then, you need to have a merry moment. Every now and then when life is distracting, every now and then you need to pause, you need to stop, you need to turn off the TV, you need to set the phone down, you need to just have a merry moment. And the merry moment seems kind of foreign because when you think about a merry moment, especially now with technology and distractions and even everything going on all the time. In fact, I was just reading with uh, social media that they, that they said the average good uh, time for, a, for like a social media post is like a minute or less. Like people are just moving quickly and there's a lot of information that's coming at us a lot of different ways. And well, again, we have work, and we have school and we have our, our job and you know, all these things that are going on preparing for things and everything else. But every now and then God calls us to just slow down from the busyness to focus and to have a merry moment, to have a merry moment. You know, I think often the enemy distracts us with things that are good, right? Like Martha was doing good things. She was taking care of the the party. She was getting things ready for the party. But often he distracts us with things that are good to keep us from doing the things that are best. We get distracted with good so that we we don't do the best. Like she was doing all these things that were good, but, but she wasn't really focusing on the right thing for the party, was she? I mean, here she's having this party. She's excited about the party and she's getting things. But, but in her house was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know what I'm talking about? She was so distracted with the things to prepare for him that she missed out that the person that she was preparing for was in the house with her. Life can get busy. We can get distracted. 
we can think about all the things that we're doing. Sometimes the things can be good things that we're distracted with. Sometimes the things can be like, hey, listen, I am, I am getting ready for my sermon on Sunday. I'm taking care of my kids. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm working. I'm, like all those things are good. But in our busyness, are we missing out on the intimacy of sitting at the feet of Jesus? When was the last time that we had a merry moment? And I could tell you, I could, I could prophesy to you this morning about all the times I've had Martha moments. I could tell you about all the times that I've been running around and being busy and doing this and doing that. And I could tell you about all the Martha moments. I could tell you, I could tell you, I could tell you about all of them. In fact, even this weekend, I, I worked from uh, nine to six. After I got done with that, I came home. I ripped, I ripped apart my kitchen, praise the Lord. I, because I'm getting my, my kitchen ready, I ripped apart the carpeting. Anyway, and I was working on my sermon and taking care of the kids. I could tell you about all the things that I filled my calendar with. And I think if I looked, if you looked at your calendar too, you could probably look at all the things that you filled your calendar with. You could look, oh yeah, yeah, I've done this. Because we're busy people, we're distracted people. We love to fill our calendars with things. I could tell you about all the Martha moments that I've had in my life this week. But what about the merry moments? What about the merry moments? There's something beneficial. There's something healing there's something powerful about spending time in his presence, undistracted, unencumbered by the things of life. And I think that's what, that's what Jesus was getting at. You know, the, the, the thing about a merry moment is that a merry moment helps you focus on Jesus. A merry moment helps you focus on Jesus. Look to your neighbor and say, a merry moment helps me focus on Jesus. All right, look to your neighbor and say, a merry moment helps me focus on Jesus. Now look to your neighbor and say, focus. A merry moment helps you focus on Jesus and the busyness, in the bustle, in the hustle. We miss out a lot of times on what the Lord is saying. I think sometimes people like they practice Lent and they practice fasting and all that stuff, which I think is, it can be beneficial. But I think one of the reasons why they practice those things is because it slows you down and it makes you focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Like I, you know, sometimes I think with all the loudness in life, all the loudness, all the hustle, all the bustle, we miss out on the still, small voice of Jesus, right? Like you think about it in Kings, it's in, in the book of First Kings, where it talks about when the Lord spoke to Elijah, it said there was the thunder and there was the lightning and the earthquake and the rain and all these things. But Jesus often speaks in his still, small voice voice. If someone's talking in a crowded room and you're not looking at them and you're not focused on them and everyone else is talking and there's all this noise, if you're not looking at them and focusing and, and really trying hard to hear what they say, you miss out on what Jesus is saying. I think sometimes we become so busy with life that we miss out on the voice of Jesus. Merry moments help you focus on Jesus we can see this happen throughout scripture with Mary where she took time to sit at the feet of Jesus. You know, when you're sitting at someone's feet, it, it does a couple things. First of all, it means that, that you are completely and solely focused on them. 
It also means that you're in close proximity to this person so that even with the sound around you, you can hear what that person is saying. Um, it, it, in, in, in biblical times, when someone sat at someone else's feet, it meant that that person was that person's, dis, like, like the person that they were sitting at the feet of, that was their teacher and they were their disciple. It was a, it was a place of, 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 it was a place of humility. It was a place of, 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 of like, hey, I'm going to listen to what you have to say. But we can see this happened throughout scripture with Mary. And in John chapter 11, it says, then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet. In John chapter 12, she said, it says, then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed it, anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with, with the fragrance of the oil. And here it says that she was sitting at his feet. And Mary moments help you focus on who Jesus is. Mary moments also give you peace with others. Look at Martha. She was distracted. She was serving. She was worn out. She was running. She was doing all these things and she... It was causing tension between her and her sister. You know when you're wore out, when you're tired, little things bother you that probably shouldn't bother you? You ever been there before? Like, like you worked all day, you're ripping out the carpeting in the kitchen, you're doing all this stuff, all the, and, then, and then the kids run up and they start yelling at you. And normally you're okay with it, but because of you're tired, you just snap at them, you start yelling at them. Yeah, anyone else? Anyone else there? Like, like, I feel like your emotions are always raw when you're, when you're, like, uh, when you're tired and when you're distracted. Merry moments often give you peace with others. My merry moment during the week is I like to just go out and run. And it's crazy because that might not seem like a, a merry moment, but for me, that's my merry moment because I go out and I run and I'll run three or four miles. And it's weird, like normally after a couple miles, my mind opens up and I just, I feel like I know more about myself. And often it's on my runs where I began to, I begin to pray for other people. And I begin to, like, if I'm dealing with a difficult issue at work, or if I'm dealing with a difficult issue at church, or if I'm dealing with a difficult issue with my family or whatever, um, when I go and I take that time and I, I run and I take time to myself and I pray, it's amazing how my perspective changes. Mary moments give peace with others. If you find that, you're sh that, 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 you're, that, you're, uh, that your fuse is short, if you find that you're, like when was the last time you had a merry moment? When was the last time you sat in his presence? When was the last time you set down your technology? When was the last time you turned the TV off? Like, like, like have you just been being busy to be busy or have you had moments in the presence of the Lord? Because I wanna encourage you that his, it is in his presence that we can find peace. Merry moments help you focus on Jesus. Merry mo moments give you peace with others. And finally, merry moments help you to worship and not to worry. The worship team can come back up. Mer merry moments help you, wor help you worship without worry. Merry moments, I would say, add to your life where Martha moments take from your life. Merry moments, add to your life where Martha moments take from your life. 
I find it ironic that Martha's doing all this stuff and she runs to Jesus and she says, Jesus, would you tell Mary to help me? She goes to Jesus and she said, Jesus, would you tell Mary to help me? Like in her difficulties, in her problems, in her trials, in her stress, she goes to Jesus and she says, Jesus, let me say this again, would you tell Mary to help me? Let me focus, let's hear that one more time. She goes to Jesus and she says to Jesus, Jesus, would you tell Mary to help me? She goes to Jesus, she talks to Jesus like, Jesus, would you tell Mary to help me? She's going to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. She's going to the, the maker of the heavens. She's going to the God who created the earth through the speaking of his voice. She's going to, and she goes to, she goes to him and she said, would you tell Mary to help me? Did you realize that when you come to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you don't have to come to the King of Kings and the Lord and say, hey, listen, I need Brian to help me. Brian needs to help me. Brian, he really needs to help me. He's a nice guy. He really needs to. You don't need to come to the King of Kings of King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and ask Brian to help you. You don't need to come to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and ask Aaron to help you. You don't have to come to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and ask Lisa to help you. You're talking to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. When you come to life and it's busy, when you come to life and there's distractions, when you come to life and you feel like you're at, at, at your wit's end, when you come to life and, and, and it just seems like you, you, you can't seem to find a way out, listen, you don't have to go to someone else to, ha to help you. You can go to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to help you. Martha was so distracted on the busyness that she missed out on the fact that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was sitting right in front of her and it hindered her worship. Maybe you're here this morning and you've been living like Mary. You've been serving like Mary. You've been running around like Martha. You've been serving like Martha. You've been, you've been running around like Martha. You've been doing all these things like Martha and you just feel worn out and tired and, and distraught. And you've been, you, you've been going and, 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 and trying to get, but I wanna remind you, this morn, remind you this morning that you need to focus not on other people, not on what other people have done, but you need to focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He will bring you peace. He will give you healing. He will transform your life from the inside out. Why don't you guys stand up with me this morning? God, I just pray for all the people that are here. Father, I just pray for your word to continue to penetrate their hearts. Maybe we have people here this morning that have just been filling their life with busyness. They've been doing all sorts of things. They might even not be bad things, but they have not been focusing on being in your presence and sitting at your feet. God, as we sing this song one last time, I just pray that you'll minister to them.
pray that you'll give them the strength and the encouragement to set time aside for themselves today, this week, so that they can be rejuvenated in your presence, God. Because it's at your feet where we find peace. It's at your feet where we find joy. It's at your feet where we find healing. It's at your feet where we're transformed. It's at your feet where we get rejuvenated. It's at your feet where we uh, worship. It's at your feet where we just are, are transformed, God. We thank you for your goodness and your grace. 